Net-A-Porter presents. This is Pieces of Me, My Life in Seven Garments by Porter. I'm Editor-in-Chief Sarah Bailey. Pieces of Me is about incredible women and the clothes they wear. In each episode, we ask an incredible woman to go behind the seams of her extraordinary life and tell her story through seven key pieces that define her, past, present and future. Costume designer Ariane Phillips is a multidisciplinary artist who has left an indelible mark on our culture. From over 20 years styling Madonna to her stunning costume work on movies from Tom Ford's A Single Man and Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for which she was nominated for an Oscar, add her work in theatre and opera to the list, Ariane is quite simply prolific. And while she may be the queen of the grand show-stopping moment in her work, Ariane prefers to cut a more low-key figure herself. Instead, she likes to call herself a people detective. And truly, Ariane is the perfect Pieces of Me guest. Piecing together character and stories through clothing is her art form. And recently, Ariane has been looking to the world of the red carpet to create a platform for change, as she explains in this episode. But first, let her story begin in 1960s California in a dress-up trunk. My name is Ariane Phillips, and this is Pieces of Me. I was raised with artist parents. You know, they were very young when they had me, and we kind of grew up together. My mother was very fond of flea markets and, as you would say in England, car boot sales, and um, thrift stores. She would take my sister and I on these uh, adventures to flea markets. And she loved beautiful things. And one of the things that she collected along the way were costumes and bits and pieces for my sister and I to play with. So and my mom and my dad had this really old, wonderful trunk that was filled with dresses and costumes and bits and bobs that were found. I think as a kid, one of my favorite things to do was to play dress up and to, you know, take something from my mom's closet, something from my costume trunk and mix it all up together and kind of create, you know, my own fairy princess story. I was allowed to make my own costumes and make my own superhero capes. One of the joys of my childhood was that my parents really allowed me and encouraged me to be expressive and artistic. And I would say making that connection between being a kid and, you know, doing improvisational plays or reading poetry and going through our trunk of dress-up clothes, that really was the stuff that created the foundation that allowed me to dream to create this this crazy career. I think ultimately being part of the fashion industry and working in movies is really about dreaming and storytelling and, you know, these life experiences that we take with us early as kids um, really inform often who we become as adults. 
And I think my parents did an incredible job of allowing me to discover my own path. From her bohemian West Coast childhood, Ariane was drawn to the world of cool London style and New York club kids. The town that I lived in in Santa Cruz, a small college town in Northern California, there was this wonderful record store there. And at this record store, college kids worked there. And they often, I think, took a liking to us kind of precocious high school kids. And there's one particular college girl who worked at that record store who would save the Enemies, the New Musical Express, the Blitz magazines, and I would devour these for clues of kind of what I thought was hip and happening in London. I was so attracted to the street culture in London that the amalgamation of fashion and music really spoke to me on such a deep level. I loved the combination, probably because I was raised around music as my dad was a musician. And I would um, read about, you know, my favorite bands at the time from like the Cocteau Twins to Susie and the Banshees. And I love polystyrene from X-Ray Specs and Chrissy Hind and all these really empowered and super fashionable uh, women artists. And that's kind of what I modeled myself after and I was really super attracted to. I also love the club fashion, especially Body Map, which I discovered through the pages of ID and Blitz and The Face. I moved to New York in 1985 to kind of pursue my dream to to work in fashion. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I, I had met someone that was a fashion stylist, and that really intrigued me, the idea of being able to craft a photo shoot and create images. So within a week of moving to New York, I had seen an ad in the back of the Village Voice that Body Map uh, was coming to New York to do a fashion show, and they were looking for non-models, real people, to be in their fashion show. I had no desire to be in the fashion show, but I wanted to work on it because I figured whoever was working with Body Map are the people in New York that I needed to know. So I actually got a job as a dresser on that fashion show. I ended up working on all these midnight fashion shows through Stephen Lewis's company. And from there, I just pursued a career as a stylist. So that was kind of the start of my assimilation into the New York club scene. My sister had come to visit me. We are dressed to go out to the clubs. And my sister and I, I dressed us kind of like twins uh, we're wearing these earrings that were made by an artist named David Spada, who was very good friends with Keith Haring. He's no longer alive, but he made really, he, he did incredible kind of art-to-wear jewelry. Um, Grace Jones famously wore a lot of his pieces, and he was a downtown artist. He was so nice. I met him as a young kind of budding stylist assistant. Styling for fashion shows in New York clubs introduced Ariane to artists and musicians with whom she would go on to collaborate in her extraordinary career. 
lucky for me, one of my very first friends in New York, shortly after this time, I would meet Lenny Kravitz, who had gone to high school with my boyfriend at the time. And when he came to New York, we, we became fast friends. And Lenny was playing drums for the singer Tina Marie and also the band New Edition. And he said, you know, when I, um, I'm going to go off on tour. When I come back, I'm going to make my own record and you can be my stylist. I first met Madonna in 1997. I had been working with Courtney Love, who I met on the People vs. Larry Flint uh, that I designed the costumes for. Courtney at that time had a friendship with Madonna and it was they were spending some time together in Los Angeles. And Courtney called me up and said that she was asked to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, the Women in Rock issue with Tina Turner and Madonna. And that Madonna was in between stylists. She had an album that was coming out and Courtney recommended me. When she recommended me, I honestly thought it was a ploy for Courtney to make sure she got the best dress. (laughs) Madonna did have a record coming out, Ray of Light. So she, after that photo shoot, she booked me on a, a music video. I think her next job was a video, Frozen, the first video off her album. And Madonna and I have worked together for 23 years in various incarnations, you know, done over 20 music videos with her, multiple album covers, lots of editorial photo shoots. And it's been an incredible experience to work alongside her as one of our most iconic and prolific artists of our generation. I have always admired her before I worked with her, um, but never really desired to work with her because I never really thought that we would have anything in common And quite the opposite, having met her, we definitely hit it off from the beginning. One of the things that inspires me so much about her is her curiosity and her ability to constantly reinvent herself and push herself to try new things. And one of those things was her desire to not only co-write, but direct a film So when she told me that she had been working on this story about the Duke and Duchess of Windsor and she was writing it with her friend Alec Kashishian, I was so excited, not only, of course, for the invitation to work with her on this, but to work with her behind the camera. And so, you know, I lived at her house when we were making the film in London and she had such compassion and empathy an understanding for the characters. You know, costumes really create character, which in turn help move the story along. And, you know, as a director, she is able to understand intimately the role of costumes, having been an actress and a performer for so many years. She invited me to come to Venice for the premiere of the film. This dress is a dress that I still have to this day that I absolutely love. It was actually given to me by Doris Raymond, who owns the shop The Way We Wore here in Los Angeles, which is an incredible vintage designer shop that is one of my go-to places. I was looking 
for a dress that felt appropriate. I'd never been to the Venice Film Festival and W.E. was going to be premiered there. And I wanted to wear a dress that reflected the time period of the movie. And I really wanted to wear a dress from the 30s. Doris Raymond, who I called up and, and asked her if she could help me with this, she pulled this dress out of her archive uh, it, it's just, it's wonderful. It feels like wearing a T-shirt, which always to me is kind of the litmus test of an effort. I love an effortless dress where you don't have to be pinned and squinched and, you know, the, the squished into. This is just a very easy dress. It's like wearing something as light as air. So this dress will also hold, always hold a lot of meaning for me of the celebration of incredible collaboration when it comes to her downtime, away from movie making and tour wardrobes, comfort dressing is Ariane's preferred mode. You know, one of the things that's really essential to me, not only in my playtime, but also my work time, is a level of comfort and ease. This um, faded orange sweatshirt with Mickey Mouse is something I got at the Rose Bowl flea market many years ago, probably 15 years ago when I moved to LA. And I just love it because it just feels like it's taken on a part of me and Mickey Mouse is faded. I love the color orange. It, it just harkens right back to the 70s. I feel so myself in it. It feels like something I would have worn as a kid. And uh, it's my go-to comfort sweatshirt. You know, comfortability doesn't have to be something uh, unattractive. It, it's more about something that's personal and the way it feels. As a costume designer, and I, I would also say this as a freelance fashion editor and stylist, I'm a real observer. I really, I call myself a people detective as a costume designer because costumes are really about the study of personality, identity, and character, which ultimately is part of the storytelling process. It's such an intimate job, you know, and you meet someone, you're like, hello, get naked. Like, you know, that you're oftentimes you're meeting an artist for a fitting and they immediately, the first thing they do is take their clothes off to try on some, some clothes you have there. And I've always tried to create a safe space for people that I'm working with. And that for me means being as kind of my true authentic self and not being like caricature. I've always admired kind of these larger-than-life fashion personalities like Edith Head, the costume designer, or Isabella Blow, Anna Wintour, Carl Lagerfeld. You know, Anna Piaggi comes to mind. You can think of these iconic kind of fashion stars and their looks, and I've admired it so much, but I think my way's always been a little bit more in the background and making the artists that I'm working with feel like the stars. When she's working on the costumes for a film, Ariane often starts to dress the part, and some of her research samples stick around for a long time after, too. This is a boiler suit that I found at Portobello Market when I was prepping for the first Kingsman, Kingsman the Secret Service. One of the costumes that I needed to create for the recruit characters, of which Taryn Edgerton played one of, was Matthew Vaughn, the director, had been really inspired by Winston Churchill's boiler suits that he used to wear, and he famously wore these 
And Matthew loved the idea of reinventing the boiler suit for the recruits and Kingsmen. So along the way of prepping the movie, I found this really fantastic, it's like a really heavy cotton canvas men's boiler suit. I found it at Portobello Market. And I actually adapted it myself. Oftentimes when I'm working on a film, I take on the style that I'm the, of the film or I start dressing like the story that we're telling. And this is a great version of that. So this is that boiler suit. I love this because it feels utilitarian and powerful, and yet it feels like my own look. And and I still wear this. I still have it hanging in my closet. I just love the kind of badassness of it. Ariane has been able to expand her creativity by bringing her costume designer eye to the world of high fashion. A collaboration with Prada was a particular high point. I was invited by Prada to be part of the third iteration of their Iconoclast project, which in the past they had worked with fashion editors to reinterpret a fashion collection and, and revamp and reinvent one of their stores. So in this particular version of Iconoclast, Mrs. Prada selected three costume designers. They had never worked with costume designers before. This time it was myself and colleagues Michael Wilkinson and Melina Cannero. So three of us were assigned basically three different Prada shops. I was given the Bond Street shop in London, and we were reinterpreting the 2014 spring-summer collection. I love that collection. It's so beautiful. It's all these really beautiful jacquards and brocade prints. So my concept for this project was to make a film, uh, which I call Passages, that was inspired by the collection. And then we revamped the London store to look like you're walking into the film. And we were showing the film on various monitors throughout the shop and everything down to the food and everything was reflected in the concept of the film, which was this kind of future past idea inspired by Mrs. Prada's 2014 Spring Summer Collection. So it was such a proud moment on opening night. I am actually wearing my dream coat from the collection with these kind of very primitive feeling silk screens or stamp, um, which kind of felt tribal over the top of them. 2018 was a watershed moment in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. Ariane and her good friend Karina Martin started talking about how they could give back. How could they use their connections in fashion and the glittering world of celebrity to bring about positive change? I was invited to a very early Time's Up meeting shortly after the Harvey Weinstein news came out and as that was unfolding. And at that very early meeting, which was so empowering to be in a room full of women in the industry coming together for good, the whole idea of creating the uh, Legal Defense Fund to help women and marginalized people across the country and worldwide for anyone that was feeling unsafe in the workplace. 
in the, one of the early meetings, Reese Witherspoon came to me. You know, we'd worked together on Walk the Line. And she said, you know, the actors are going to be wearing black uh, in solidarity at the Golden Globes. And uh, we would, would you be able to design something for the men to wear? So I ended up creating uh, with a friend of mine, my friend Michael Schmidt, we created a pin that would eventually become the logo for Time's Up. And being able to be a little part of that conversation at the same time Karina and I were having these discussions about using our expertise for good and to watch that red carpet and how the conversation was changed for good, how not only that, but actors were coming together, bringing activists to the carpet, and all of a sudden there's a community conversation that was happening. Um, And this really gave me the confidence along the way of having these conversations with Karina about what we could create. So we came up with RAD, which stands for Red Carpet Advocacy. And I took last year off to focus solely on, um, on launching RAD with Karina. Uh, so what we do is we partner talent and brands for philanthropy and advocacy. So not only is it my friends on the brand and designer side, but it's also talent who I work with. And that's why this year, when I was nominated my third time for an Oscar, I thought, well, you know, I have an opportunity as well to speak about what's important to me. I really wanted to embrace a sustainable message. When Jeremy Scott, one of my dear friends, the creative director at Moschino, offered to make me a dress, I said, absolutely. And he actually had the brilliant idea of upcycling the dress. So I took my Oscar dress from the last time I was nominated in 2012 for WE, a dress that I love so much that was designed by Juan Carlos Obando. And so we took that dress and we basically took the skirt of that dress and reinvented um, my new dress, Bodice. Um, I, I chose to use the same color story of pink and black. So I have a little past and and present and future all in the same garment. I felt incredibly empowered on that carpet. You know, when I'm nominated for an Oscar, I'm there because the director put me there because I was giving that opportunity because of the incredible team that I hired to work with me, all the milliners and the cutters and the costumers and my costume supervisor. So I feel the the community experience. Um, you know, not only that, but like my family, my mom, my dad, every, you know, my my fifth grade teacher, my high school best friends, you know, everyone comes out of the woodwork um, to congratulate and support you when you have this kind of recognition. So having a dress that has meaning, that carries part of my story with me, only underscored the experience for me and give, gives it a sense of of deeper meaning and being able to advocate for sustainability on the carpet. I think it's the most relevant thing that we can do right now. I really love talking to Ariane. She really brings out the fashion geek in me. Her career spans so many incredible moments, projects and collaborations. She's met everyone and her knowledge is encyclopedic. But I think you can hear how humble she is. I love that she calls herself a people detective. 
everything she does with costume is about creating character, telling a story, and you can see why her red carpet advocacy project is the perfect stage set for her to encourage positive change through fashion, glamour and celebrity. I just can't wait to see what she does next. Ariane Phillips, thank you for sharing your pieces of me. Head to netaporte slash podcasts slash pieces of me to see pictures of the pieces Ariane discussed today and to find other episodes from the series. And to listen, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Pieces of Me was brought to you by Porter and Chalk and Blade. Presented by Sarah Bailey and produced by Laura Hyde. The executive producer was Ruth Barnes. Ruth Barnes.